If you're listening to this podcast, it means you're ready, no more than ready, to have a major breakthrough in your business. You're hungry for change and you're hungry for growth. But do you know where to start? Or if you've already started but are feeling stuck, you need some help, someone to talk to about your business plan and how you can accelerate growth. That's why Tony Robbins is offering a free one-to-one business strategy session from one of his top business coaches, a $600 value, completely free, no strings attached. That's right. If you're listening right now, you can go to TonyRobbins.com slash CEO to sign up for your free session and get started on your own path to massive success. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to get one-on-one business coaching from Tony Robbins himself? In this episode, you'll get to find out. Tony Robbins is a true master of business. He's the chairman of a holding company comprised of 50 privately held companies with combined sales exceeding $6 billion a year. He's been named the CEO whisperer by Fortune Magazine, and he's in Worth Magazine's top 50 most powerful people in global finance. Beyond creating success in his own companies, Tony's real passion is helping other entrepreneurs succeed in theirs. In fact, over the last four decades, he's helped hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners through his business event, Business Mastery, his business training products, and one-on-one business coaching. Back in 2017, Tony invited founders of eight online retail startups to his resort, Namale, in Fiji, where they spent an entire week working on their businesses and receiving mentoring from some of the top business people in the world, including Airbnb founder Joe Gebbia, author Tim Ferriss, entrepreneur Damon John, and life coach Marie Ferleo. The business owners also received one-on-one business coaching from Tony himself. One of those business owners was Nicolene Riddle. Nicolene knew there was room for innovation in her business and a gap in the marketplace when she noticed that there weren't any healthy thermomix recipe options to choose from when she was struggling to lose weight after childbirth. For those of you that aren't familiar with thermomix, it's basically Australia's version of a Vitamix. Nicolene founded Skinny Mixers, a cookbook with a range of thermomix recipes that cater to a wide range of dietary needs and provides healthy meal options without sacrificing taste. Over the years, she's built a devoted Facebook community that dives into discussions on healthy diet and lifestyle choices. Since founding the company just a few years ago, Nicolene has written seven cookbooks and sold them to her Facebook community of nearly 200,000 members. She's leveraged something that Tony calls associated marketing. She found a market that already existed and asked herself, how do I serve that market even more? And then she figured out a way to add massive value by providing them with healthy recipes for the Thermomix blender. But like many small business owners, Nicolene isn't sure how to scale her company. She's not sure how she can go from being self-employed and running the day-to-day operations of the company to being a true business owner. You're about to hear Tony's conversation with Nicolene in Fiji after she spent the week learning from these top business minds. Tony gives Nikki personal business coaching, including advice on how to diversify her business, refine her core messaging, and add even more value so she can grow her business exponentially. If you're a business owner, listen carefully, because the questions that Tony asks Nicolene are the same questions that he would ask you about your business and that you should be asking yourself. Here's Tony and Nicolene. So how's the week been for you? Intense. Yes, tell me about it. Uh, What have you pulled from this week? What's struck you? Do you know what the biggest thing for me is validation? That I'm actually doing some stuff right. Really cool. Yeah. Like what, for example, stuck with you that way? The biggest thing for me is how I built my community from the beginning. Um, 
some of the biggest business people in the world were saying, this is what you need to be doing now, but I've been doing that since day one. That's really so nice. So that made me feel really good. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And what, what were you not doing that you see this week that you want to take back and actually apply? The, the more business-focused things, so uh, looking at how we're running our company, uh, especially the financials. Yes. Um, that, that I'm, the take-home message from, from the time that we've spent with you is that's critical to the survival yeah. of a business. Yes. You can do the community, great, have a great product, but if your financials aren't in order, yeah. um, you're going to be in trouble. And it's even more than the order. It's being able to convert your numbers, even though they're relatively small right now. You're doing about two and a half, three million? Is that what you're three doing? Three and a half million, three yeah. Three and a half million, yeah. So, the numbers are relatively small. They feel big now, but they're relatively small compared to where I'm sure you're going oh, yeah. to go. And you need the discipline now to be able to know what those numbers truly mean. In other words, a CPA will put all the numbers in the right columns and make sure your taxes are okay. But what you really need is a CFO and it becomes, small businesses, most of them fail. Half of them are gone in a year, 80% gone in five, 96% gone in 10 years. And it's not because they usually don't have a good product or they're not committed or they don't love their community. Invariably, they hit a threshold of control. They get to a situation where everything's going great and then something happens that's unpredictable. A radical change in the economy, a change with the supplier, a change with something, uh, being sued by you know, somebody that they're you know, doing business with yeah. or, or uh, you know, kind of partnering with without you know, maybe having legal permission to do so. Things happen and unless you understand what each of those numbers really mean and how you could tweak them, and since you don't have the experience, what you need is a CFO because they're going to convert that not just into information, but into tools that you can use and give you coaching on what to do. Problem is, a good CFO costs half a million dollars. You're doing exactly. three million. You're not going to do that, right? But you can get virtual CFOs now. I actually yes. have a company that does it. Many other companies, not many, but there are companies that do this. And that's a person that might come in and really look at your numbers and have just one meeting with you once a month just to make sure you're completely on target so you don't end up waking up one day and going, I thought we were driving 50 kilometers an hour and we were going 200 kilometers an hour. I thought we had a full tank of gas and we were on the red zone, you know? Exactly. That is really gonna be critical for you. Tell me though, I'm struck by, you've really been smart. You took a, a product that already has people using it and you made it better by giving people recipes and ways to maximize that product. Exactly. But I noticed you, I was reading in your notes and you were saying that you're not affiliated with the product, so you really can't, you got your blog and yet you really can't talk about it. Talk to me a little bit about that, because I'm curious as to why, I know why legally someone's gonna say you can't do it, but if you're building a community that is helping their users get more value out of their product, my first thing would be to challenge that and figure out how to partner with them, to go to them and show them, I've got, how many, how many clients in your community? Uh, 147,000. And 147,000 people that are passionate users of your product who I've helped become more passionate because I've provided these recipes that are making them use your product daily instead of once in a while. Uh, and I'd like to represent you. I'd like to do this in partnership so you don't, because right now it's one of your great tools is what I call it association marketing. You found a yes. market that already existed and you said, how do I serve that market? Someone else has already captured. It really gave you great leverage to jump. That's probably why you've had five successful books because yes. you, you had a community that already existed and all you did is you opted into that community and added value to that community, exactly. which is spectacular. But why have you not gone, I know one of your competitors was sued by them. Yes. So tell me how you're dealing with that and why wouldn't you go and take the bull by the horns and just say, listen, I w I'm not here to live off of you, I'm here to add value to you and here's what I'm already doing and I could add more value if I could utilize, mention your name yes. and I'd be sending you more business if I did that. Why I have you done that? not done that so far? There's two parts to that. Okay. The first part is um, 
they're the dominant um, producers of these types of machines. Yes. But there's there's seven other brands out yes. there that the community use. Yes. Um, those brands are significantly cheaper. Yes. So if I partner with the the leading brand that costs two thousand dollars Australian. Yes. Um, whereas quite a significant chunk of the community have a two hundred dollar machine. Got it. Am I perhaps um, excluding them or making them feel like they're not important to me? Yes. Because I've partnered with the most expensive option. Yes. The second part to that would be a lack of self-confidence on my part. Okay. Only recently did I realise I don't need them, but it would help. Yes, and, and in business you want every advantage you can take. Yes. Yes. So just the confidence of your ability to go and do it, but you really have a community now. Yeah. yeah and it's a sizable community. And what's the third reason? It's two. Oh, two. Two reasons. Well, in my country, the equivalent, I think, is called uh, Vitamix. Yeah. And do you have Vitamix in Australia as well? No, not really. Okay. So it's the dominant brand there. And I know you want to break into the U.S. market, am I right? Yes. Yeah. And the European market. And the European market. So I'm not sure Vitamix, I'm sorry, I don't know the product knowledge in Europe about it, but I know Vitamix is the biggest brand in the United States of that nature. Why couldn't you have multiple brands that you're representing? In other words, whether you're using a Vitamix, whether you're using a skinny mixer, whether you're using this with you, what we really want you to do is these machines, you can pick your machine, but these machines have a unique capability so that they're all being supported. Um, it's not you're living off of one, but you'd be able to tap into it, and I would lead with the language of the dominant one. Yeah. Is Thermomix the dominant mixer, even though the most expensive, or not? Absolutely, the most dominant. Um, they've right. been in Europe for over 40 years, so they have a solid history, a, a great sales um, initiative, uh, and, yeah, they're definitely the, the leading market. Then... Uh, the second issue can be dealt with, <laughs> you know, of your confidence, because we can shift that. We can put together a plan, get you so certain of your added value. I think a lot of people lack confidence because they feel like they're asking for something. Yes. But you'd actually be going giving something. Right? I feel like I'm at that point now. Okay, good. I know that I would be giving something. Okay. It's just taken me a while to get there. Okay, well, now that we're there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's deal with the first issue. How can we deal with the first issue? Because I personally think that if you could utilize the best brands, and you're able to add value to those brands, they could open up some even doors for you. But initially you don't have to get anything. You just say, listen, I just want to mention your brand. It seems silly when I've got this community that's growing, it's 150,000, I'm going to grow it to a million people the next three years. I got a million people that I could be mentioning your brand over and over again, and it's going to cost you nothing. I just want to make sure that you feel supported by it and no one's going to sue me later on because I can do it without it. I'm already doing it without it. Yeah but I love your product, I love your brand. And I, I won't exclusively say it, some people will do some other brands, but I'll lead with you always. Yes, so set up a meeting with them yes. and say, this is what I'm offering, um, take it or leave it. No, you don't have to have that kind of uh, approach. I come in and I tell them all the things you love about the product, and I tell them the story of how you started this little company. Yes. I tell them how you wrote these books, I tell them how they've taken off like crazy, and you know, you're now, this community is growing. It's going to grow to a million people. It's already at 150,000 with an X short little period of time. I'm about to gear up my marketing. I'm going to spend time, energy, and money building this. I built this without using your brand in any way, shape, or form because I'm very respectful. But I think it's kind of silly for me not to send business to you. Yes. So all I really want to know is would you like me to send business to you? And all I need approval on is to say that I can mention your brand as a product I believe in. Okay. Who's going to say no to that? Some lawyers may. <laughs> But I think if you get to decision maker in that situation, there's really no downside, especially since you have a track record of five successful cookbooks in this area, yes. right? And you'd say, listen, I'm not gonna, I won't exclusively do it, but I'll always make you first yep. and go from that place. I, I, I'd also talk to my lawyer and find out from your, your local lawyer in, in yes. Australia and if you're gonna do these things in Europe. And I'd find out 
there are clear rules where you're using the brand, but there's yes. also clear rules that if you set it in context, so listen, whether you have a skinny, you know, whether you have a thermo mixer, whether you have a vitamin mixer, these machines, you pick your favorite machine. I have some personal preferences, but they all pretty much do these particular elements. And if you do them, this is what you can do. You can get this benefit, that benefit. And so you're always bringing that forward. I just think if you want to go to the US, for example, you'd want to tap into one of those brands. And if you do it yes. here already, you can then come to the US and say, listen, Thermomixer is the big one in Australia. You guys don't have much reach there. This is what I've already done. I've I actually set up a meeting on my second day in New York with Thermomix in America, in America. to get started. Okay, good. So when are you doing that? Uh, we're actually setting up a Zoom meeting and I've, I've told them I'm happy to jump on a plane and sit in a room with you guys if you want me to. So Great. I'm yeah. already getting the ball rolling because I know that's where I want to go next, is a good. global reach. What, uh, what might be helpful, if, if you leave it that wide open sometimes, people see that it could happen anytime and they're busy. Yes. But if you were to reach out and say, I'm, I'm from Australia, I built the biggest community in Australia around Thermomix, and I would love to meet with you for a 15 minute meeting so you make it really easy. While I'm in New York, I'm gonna be there from these dates to that dates. Would a Tuesday or Thursday, a morning or afternoon work for you? And you make it so that there's a scarcity of time. Yes. Because if you make it as broad as I'll come over, you're not gonna be a priority. Okay. The business is much bigger than that. Yep. But if you're there, and also who are you reaching at? At what level of the company are you reaching? Oh, the, the top, the number okay. one. And do you have a referral to that? Do you have anybody there that's- uh, I'm already, I already had a phone conversation with her the day that I landed in New York. Wonderful, yes. fantastic. So it's open-ended when you're gonna meet, it's not locked down yet. Yeah, no, not yet, but no, I will be more aggressive with that. Good, follow it up. And then what I would do though, is I would, I would not just meet with them, I, I could be wrong, but I believe Vitamix is a bigger pro bigger line in the U.S. It is, I might absolutely. Be wrong. Yeah, I believe no, it, it is. is. And it's a phenomenal product. So I would book the same time and I'd say I'm coming and I'm talking to various, the other thing you want is competition. Yes. I'm talking to this uh, Thermomixer, I'm talking to these, and I built the biggest community here in Australia. I just need 15 minutes uh, to talk to you about a proposal that I think you'd find very interesting and using social media to build a, an even greater audience of your product. Yes. Right? Yeah. And how, Aside from those points, which are really valuable, yes. um, one thing that I'm looking at doing is, I mean, I know I have to diversify. I know I can't just keep releasing yes, cookbooks well, you're, you're to a finite, to <laughs> a finite um, audience. Yes. Uh, I'm manufacturing my first ever product, which oh, is really, really exciting. Engineering. And what is the product? Uh, it's an accessory that, that works with the machine, but I've designed it. Great. Being, being a user myself for, for five years now, I can see there's benefit in What's in this. the product? Because I use a Vitamix, so I'm curious. Um, it's a spatula. Okay. But it's a specially designed one that works because at the moment you need three different ones to kind of fit into what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so I've been working with an engineering company and a, and a manufacturing company to, to get that realized. But I know I have to diversify the company um, to not pigeonhole myself in, in what is a very limited market. Well, we're on the same page. So that's my next question. What do you think your competitive advantage is? And in the current one, is it sustainable? I think my competitive advantage is that I am the biggest in the world. Okay. Um, there's not much in the way of competition, but I know that's naive. Yeah. Um, my... I, I love your intelligence and your honesty with yourself. By oh the way. no, that's, that's I, so I, you're, naive. You're straight away with yourself. You know, you don't. You're not. Uh, making it nicer than it is. You, you own yourself and you also know what the challenge is. I just want to reinforce that because that pattern is so useful. Please continue. Thank you. Um, so what I am doing is, is keeping an eye on the community. If there's anybody that I can see that's coming up that could have the potential that I have, yes. I'm going to bring them into my company. Perfect. Rather than letting them 
<laughs> that's the way to do it. That's the way to think. <laughs> and that's a lot more confident than the way you were thinking before. Absolutely. I can, Without a doubt. I can feel you. That's yeah. beautiful. You feel that right I now? I do, yeah. I can look at you. You're lit up like a Christmas tree yeah, right now, Yeah, I'm right? getting that. <laughs> that. That's what you believe. That's what will also happen for you when winter comes. Yes. Right? Like when the market tightens, the competition will often pull back their marketing. They'll try to cut costs and they'll add less value to their community. If in the middle of that, you're adding more value, you will take their market share. Yep. And you, you'll start to grow. But let's talk about it's... It's probably, you know, right now, you're, you, it's books. Yes, right? it's books. So it's education, it's really valuable, and you're gonna build this for a spatula. What will the spatula sell for? What will the margin be? Around about $30. Um, okay. It depends on the uh, production, like how many we, we, we're producing, but I think it'll be at least roughly $19 profit. Okay, perfect. So, and that's similar margins for our books. We've got very low margin for our books. Very what margins? Uh, is it low or high? Like if the, if it, What's your percentage of margin on your book? I don't know the percentage. It costs us under a dollar to print. Okay. And we sell it for $29. That's a nice margin. And then <laughs> the customer pays for the printing uh, for the printing and the shipping and the packaging. Wow. So we don't have very many overheads, which has its own downsides when it comes to tax time. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, those can be dealt with in yeah. another issue, right? Yeah. Another element there. Yeah. But what I'm most interested in is, is what, what is the lifetime value of a customer for you? Like, how many people buy one book versus five books? So we have, um, we have around about 52,000 customers. Okay. Uh, and out of those 52,000, around about 47% have only purchased once. Okay. But what that looks like is in the last six months, I, six months I've had significant growth. So those, those customers have bought all five books at once. Great. So, instead so you have a package of, deal now. Exactly. It's a, it's a bundle. They pay just under $100 and they get all five books at once. Love that. Yep. So what's the lifetime value of a client for you right now? Do you know the number? $65. Okay. So in order for you to build a business that's sustainable, um, you could build a self, you could be self-employed at that level, which is what you are right now. Yes. Right. You're making a really nice living. How many employees do you have? Uh, three besides me, and I have 42 volunteers. Great. Well, the volunteers are fantastic. Yep. And the volunteers are because they're passionate users exactly. of the product. Exactly. Beautiful. From my community. So they're your ambassadors, basically. Exactly. That's wonderful. So right now, it's a little baby company. It's growing really fast. You've done really brilliant. You've built the community. You've done the right pieces. So then the question becomes, how do I get, once I've captured a community, again, the hardest part is capturing somebody, how do I now take that person and go deeper with them? So the spatula is an extension. It's like, what other things do they need that I can add value that really will change the quality of their experience, right? Yes. So what else besides the spatula could you do? Tell me three things that if you're as a user, they could make a difference. And it may not just be a physical product, it could be an experience. Yes. It could be an online training. It yes. could be going beyond the book. But that would make it more alive, make it more accessible, make it even easier, make it more enjoyable to have the experiences that you're trying to give them with their health and their vitality. I think um, one thing that I've noticed is, and, and this is the whole reason why I started the, the community, was because I needed a community. And I, I see that echo time and time again. Like I've given people a place where they feel wanted and special. Um, so bringing that to in-person um, events, I think would be invaluable and it would add value to their lives. Without a doubt. Um, significant value, connecting to other people in similar positions as them. So yes. in person, yes. and, and they want to meet me and they want to talk to me and they want to have time with me. So that, that's number one on my list. That's great. Um, dedicate more time to that. And are you looking at this as like a pop-up experience? Is this something they come to meet you? Is this something you charge for? Is this something that's yeah. free? We, we've done um, some small events where I've charged and then I've donated the money to charity. 
Very nice. Uh, for book signings. Yes. But I, I'd like to do more... I don't want to do the stand-up in front of an audience and cook because I think that's relatively boring and it's overdone. Yes. I want people to, to come and, and, and encourage and foster talking to people they've never met before and connecting and then having time to talk to me as well. Yes. So beyond, just looking beyond just cooking. Yes. It's more about community. Yes. Um, I, 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 I believe in charging for it because then people will turn up. I agree. Free Tell events me, what, What's don't the work. promise of that event? Why would I come? I think you'll walk away with a connection to people that you would never have otherwise connected with. And with that connection, because I can connect in a lot of ways, yes. what, what, what's special about that connection? Why am I willing to part with time, energy, and money to be there? I think because it will, will inspire you to actually get in the kitchen and cook. Okay, good. And so, you know, uh, what is the identity of the people that you're selling your products to? In other words, how, how do they see themselves and what would they like to become more of? Because what you're really marketing, if you think about it, if somebody buys a car, they're not buying a car, they're buying an identity. They buy a purse. Women buy different purses because they buy identity. Some want the, something that's really special, something wants something really practical, something, something wanting really playful, right? So what's the identity that your core customer, I'm sure there's many, but what's the one that they aspire to? Is it wanting to be a chef? Is it wanting to be stay-at-home mom that builds the greatest meals? Like, what, what did you say? I'm sure it's different for everybody. What, what would you say if you had the core, the most aspirational one? Because what people aspire for will move them to action, will move them to invest in themselves, and yes. move them to learn more, right? So it's like, you know, what, what is that type of person? Who, who is that? I feel like there's a, a pride, a, a sense of pride in what they're putting on the table for their families. Mm. Um, so they're, they're proud that they're um, improving their health through reducing additives and preservatives. They're using, um, you know, healthier fats. Yes. Um, they're expanding their palates. Yes. Um, and, uh, and cooking more for their families. Most people don't have the time and don't make the time to actually sit down and make a proper from scratch meal anymore. Yes. And I'm teaching people how they can do that quickly and easily. Okay, you just said, after all that, the last two are the most important pieces besides the pride. It's the speed, it's the quick and the easiness yes. of this. And so when you're leading with these events, you, you know, you've got to reduce it to the ridiculous so that there's a headline, a sentence of what the benefit is that stands out. It could be a foggy night and there's no light, but a little flashlight and it's going to stand out to them. It's going to grab them. Tell me what that identity or phrase or promise is then. I'm, what is the kind of person that's able to take care of their family, improve their health, but still do it faster, easier, quicker, and more enjoyably? Who is that person? Is there a, is there a name? Is there a metaphor? Is I mean, I feel like it's a super mum because most of my... Okay. Great. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm not sure that fits in with the branding. Um... But it sounds like what, what, what I'm suggesting to you is besides expanding your partnerships and being able to tap into more of these communities as well as going to the U.S., the real question is, what's the promise of who I become by doing this? And I think what you need to do is, let's say Supermom's one of those, I would come up with a half dozen of these and yeah. I do some focus groups with your groups, with yeah. your clients, and just say, listen, and, and you don't have to use one, you can use three. You can use the Supermom, the whatever. You can, oftentimes people only use one and then not everybody identifies with it, but if you use two or three that are the most responded to, people are gonna do more for an expanded identity than they will for just a skill. So a connection to family, like getting back to the roots of sitting down at your table, yes. presenting a meal, and the kids eat it, and your husband eats it, or your wife eats it, and they love it, yes. and they're happy. 
yes. you're having a conversation about the food and what's gone into it. And yes. I think that's the most echoed sentiment throughout the community. Great. Yeah. It's gonna, you want to take that language and in my, the next task that I would offer you besides, let's go make partnerships so you don't get sued. That's yes. number one. Number two, so you can save these companies, which just makes it even more explicit. You're adding value to them. Number three, my bet is you'll be able to get more of their community and perhaps get some marketing support with them as well. Because yes. when they see you really are feeding them, now you got a partner instead of someone who's trying to take you down. Yes. I think that is the single most important thing you got to do. I know you can do it without it, even if they say no, but I guarantee you that if you go to the best of that area and you own yourself warmly, not take it or leave it. Listen, it'd be kind of silly for me not to do that, but I just came here because I want to build a relationship. I want to send you more business. I'm doing it without you. I can do more with you and I can do more for you. Yes. You're going to find somebody in those groups if you persist that's going to go, it'd be silly not to do this. We need more social media reach. Here's a woman's already built the community. Most of these companies know they have to tap into it. They don't know how. Yes. You're walking in with the answer and all you want is 15 or 20 minutes. You don't need an hour meeting to be able to do this. So it should be no problem getting it. That's number one. Eliminate the downside, add some upside. But then the next piece is, if you're gonna go now and develop some products, some experiences, and you're gonna cultivate those experiences, they need to have real, they need to have a pull to them. Meeting and connecting with people is a great one and meeting you is probably more than enough, but if you're gonna charge for it, there needs to be a promise that really grabs people. And I'm hearing pieces of the promise. I'm hearing that I'm a super mom. I'm the person that can do all things I do in my life, but because I have this tool and I have the right recipes, I can whip out the most incredibly healthy and delicious meals for my family and they're thrilled, they're all so happy, but it didn't take me 12 hours in the kitchen. So I really am super mom. The story, you need a core story. story. You already have it, but it's not as explicit. And if you can make it explicit, and if you can tell it over and over again, then your ambassadors and people that will tell that story, and it's all about language. You can change the headline and change the response to an ad by 2,000%. You don't have to spend 2,000% more money. You just need the right language. If I say to you, um, you know, during the break, we have some really nutritious snacks. The audience doesn't respond very much, but I say, during the break, we have some delicious snacks. Yeah. That one little word means nothing, but it means everything, right? You, the person's now smiling, they're in a different place. You need to be, the, you're writing, you need the wordsmith for what these experiences are gonna be because that wordsmithing is gonna determine the number, the quality, the amount people will spend, and it's worth you going and really sitting down with your community and doing some focus groups and just saying, I wanna reach more, and also I wanna, I wanna honor who we are as women and what we do and what we create in a world where most people are taking themselves, you know, taking their families out and, you know, having crappy meals and not good food just because it's convenient. We make rich, healthy, vital experiences at home together. It's something that's easy to do, quick to do, but deeply enjoyable. It's finding that. And you'll find it because you're yes. already writing. I you do. Just need I to have, perfect it. Um, one of your coaches really helped me with this. Oh, really? And she said that I show people how to fall in love with the experience of cooking and eating delicious and nutritious food. <laughs> so I think My that's- My team has trained well. <laughs> they, oh, they helped me so much. I'm so good. You've got to project and communicate yes. that up front more. Yes. But now that's what you do. You now need to translate what we do. Yes. With your community and find the language that they most relate to. That's great language to start with, no question about I'd it. Start there and- But I'd start there and then I'd play with them and because I'm telling you, once you find it, you will see the difference in reaction. It's like you can run the same communication, email, text, social media communication, and get 100% more response. 
And, and people are always looking for what's the next big product or thing, but they got to realize it's the ability to communicate and articulate in a way that moves somebody emotionally that's more important. And it can be one word mm -hmm. or two words together or just an identity that more women cling to and go, that's what I want. Yes. I want that because they don't want a book. They don't want a recipe. They want a new life. They want a richer, more beautiful life. They want their family happy. They want to feel like they're making a difference, but also they don't have to slave away. Those pieces, that's your ticket. That's where you start to run this. So now tell me, what other experiences, what other events, what other products or services could you test? And again, I would do it with scarcity. Yes. I'd say, gosh, guys, I've heard several people want this. I'm not sure if it's the right thing for everybody. So we've just made the small number of them for those that really want it. And then you have more demand than you have supply. And now you are in the right end of the business. You're no longer pushing them, they're pushing you. Right? They're begging me for merchandise. Awesome. So like what do they begging want? Me. They want skinny the mixes, spatula. aprons, aprons, and skinny mixes, tote bags, and um, tea towels, and you know anything branded. They want it, and they're begging me to do it. And so, what would be your? I, I'm a big person believing in three to thrive, five to thrive. If you do 20 things, it's too much. Yes. What are your three or five to thrive that would take this business and turn it into a real business? Because right now, it's more self-employment, yes. quite frankly. But where it'll be a business is when you don't have to drive it all. You'll still be the driving force, but you won't have to drive it all, right? So what are those three to thrive or five to thrive? Aprons. Okay. Uh, tea towels. Okay. And tote bags. Okay. Because they've said that when they're in the supermarket and they see somebody buying similar ingredients, they know they're part of the community, but they're not quite sure. So they don't approach them. Oh, interesting. But if they have the shopping bag that has the yes. logo on it, they're connecting outside of I love in that. person. I love that. Now, you mentioned earlier you were donating, if you went and did these events, you were donating. What are you donating to, just out of curiosity? Um, it's a great um, Australian initiative called Share the Dignity. They provide uh, sanitary items to homeless and um, like women in shelters uh, because the Australian government doesn't identify it as a, as a basic human need. That's beautiful. So have you considered making that something that would be a standard with every product sold, a percentage? Is that because you're concerned about impact on profitability? Yes. Okay. I would test it. Okay. I would test it with um, maybe with these new products coming out or one of those products coming out. Yeah. Or a product we maybe have a little higher margin and just say, listen, well, this, by the way, for every one of these, we're going to put $2 or 10% or whatever the number is of the profit is going to go to this organization because, you know, these mothers, if they're not only helping their own families, but helping somebody else as well and it's sincere and it's real, I think it just becomes another tool for you, for you to consider. I don't know if it'll increase or not. You should test it. I like that right? idea. And I think if you did it, it'd just give you even more pride. Like every event I do, every single event around the world, wherever I go, I feed 15 people for every person that comes to an event. So uh -huh. I go to you know New York and I'll, I'll feed a million people in that weekend. And listen, I could have raised my price. I could do anything to pay for it. I didn't. But, it's, it's something that certainly has helped my business. I didn't do it for that reason. It's helped it my business. You. It's what I'm about. It, gets, it makes me more excited about going and doing that. Yes. And then people are excited because they go, wow, I'm changing my own life. Oh, I'm changing my own life. People that are in need are being helped. It just, it's just one more, you know, you're looking at tipping points. If you got vanilla ice cream and you pour chocolate in there, it's white, it's white, it's white, it's white. Boom, all of a sudden it's all brown, right? You want to get to those tipping points quicker. Language will get you there. Relationships with these individual companies will get you there getting yourself in a place where you really have found some products that they really love will get you there, having a mission 
that they relate to and a mission in addition to that that's being supported. It's just one more tipping point to knock you over. But you have to evaluate whether it affects your profitability or not, whether it produces more business. So test I would it. test it. I would really test it. And a good place to test it on also is if you have something that's been sold for a little while also, and then you add that to it and see what it's it does boost. as well, the boost. Uh -huh. But also starting one sometimes is another way to do it because it's a new product, new element, and this is what we're gonna do with that element. I would suggest that would be really important for you. The Tony Robbins Podcast is a collection of interviews and stories and is produced by the Tony Robbins team. Copyright Robbins Research International.